0: What's the difference between you spill some ketchup on your pants from eating some french fries or you're going through your menstrual cycle and then you have blood everywhere one time in college i unexpectedly got my period and bled through my pants onto an office chair at my campus job i made up an excuse and i left work to change my pants and to go buy tampons as a supervisor with keys i was able to go back in after everyone left to clean the chair That was a confession written on a paper-shaped uterus hung on a wall among dozens of menstruators sharing their period stories. And although that wasn't my story, I still felt that panic. I almost got up and checked my own chair. So it's needless to say that it wasn't a one-off experience. If you haven't gathered already, we are talking about periods on this episode of Uniquely Milwaukee. But let's start with the basics. What is a period? It's a discharge of blood that comes from the shedding of the urine lining, which thickens in the weeks preceding to it to prepare for a possible pregnancy. And bleeding every month is not pretty, but it is normal. And according to WHO and UNICEF, on any given day, 300 million individuals worldwide are menstruating. And on top of cramps, back pain, overall uncomfortableness, the 2022 tampon shortage, and the fact that you're actively bleeding, You also have to live in a society and culture that teaches you that periods are gross and should be kept in secret. And when reproductive rights have been a forefront issue in conversation in 2022, we can't possibly have a well-rounded conversation around reproductive healthcare if we're ashamed of periods. This is uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. Are you on your period right now?
1: I am not. (laughs) I am on my motherfucking period. I don't know if I can swear
2: on here, but... (laughs) I am not right now. I'm hoping I won't have one for another nine months.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: I am not,
2: no. This week, I attended
0: a period party. And if you recall from last week's episode, we highlighted Milwaukee Diaper Mission.
1: Milwaukee Diaper Mission is Milwaukee's basic needs bank. So we are a nonprofit that supports other smaller nonprofits with a reliable source of diapers and period supplies for the families they serve.
0: And this period party was hosted by volunteers of Milwaukee Diaper Mission, Nicole Wing and Jamie Rabarge, who offered her photography studio. Nicole is speaking.
3: I voluntarily, on a weekly basis, and primarily when I go, I put together period products kits. Recently, as the uh, distribution day happens, the shelves are empty. So it really just drove me to want to do something and to help out what I could. And so it gave me the idea to have a drive, but I didn't just want to have a drive, so I made a party.
0: And your ticket into this exclusive period party was to donate period products. Although the party had delicious treats, specialty cocktails, a DJ, a photo booth with a giant pad as a backdrop, another booth where you can get your own butt drawn, and period products at every corner. The role of this party wasn't to get menstruators together in sync cycles. It was to raise awareness about period poverty, period stigma, and period shaming. Here is co-host Jamie speaking on that.
1: Two in five menstruators, at some point in their lives can't afford menstruation products so I think because it is so normalized that like you are menstruating you're going to get your products but people don't really realize how often people don't have access to sanitary clean uh, menstruation products. It's interesting because when you think about it and you go somewhere and there's like free period products like let me grab a couple just to get and it almost feels like you're stealing or something but it's like this should be available to everybody.
0: Period poverty is a lack of access to menstrual products, hygiene facilities, waste management, and education. Period poverty is also a public health crisis that's not really talked about, including the many different barriers, social, cultural, economic, and political barriers to menstrual products, education, and sanitation. One of those barriers is affordability. Let's talk about the true cost of your period. The average woman menstruates from the age of 13 until the age of 51, about once a month, with each period lasting from three to seven days. All in all, this equals to 456 periods over a span of 38 years, which means you're bleeding for six years of your life. And it's a big part of my budget right now. A box of tampons is roughly $8. And you're supposed to change your tampon every six hours to avoid toxic shock syndrome, a rare life-threatening complication of certain types of bacterial infection that can be caused if you keep your tampon in for a long period of time. So that means you're probably using four tampons a day, 20 tampons during your cycle. And if your box only carries 36 tampons, congratulations, you have to go buy another box for your next cycle. And you just spent over your lifetime $2,000 $2,000 on a single period product and the fact of the matter is that this is a necessity even if it's priced as a luxury and 16.9 million Americans are living with period poverty.
2: It's not our choice to have this every month and I just never understood why we have to pay so much money
3: for it.
0: Milwaukee Diaper Mission is here to help menstruators in Milwaukee access proper hygiene products.
3: Everything that you guys brought in is going to help so many people. Right now, the number is around 450 menstruators that they help monthly. And that is around 9,000 products each month.
0: Here is Megan Johnson, founder and executive director of Milwaukee Diaper Mission, to remind us of what is included in these period kits.
1: Yeah, so we provide a couple of different options for period kits. We provide a pad kit kit a tampon kit, and a reusable period kit, which contains cloth pads, period underwear, and a silicone menstrual cup.
0: I left the period party a bit more educated and grateful that I have access to proper hygiene products. And even though I knew better, that period shame magically didn't go away. Even when I pitched the story to my content team, I still felt uncomfortable talking about it. So the rest of this episode, will focus on period stigma and shame because 42% of women or those who menstruate have experienced period shaming, with one in five being made to have these feelings because of comments made by a male friend. And it's time we remove the shame and stigma from menstruation.
1: Support for 88.9 comes from your membership and the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. Through the Greater Together Campaign, the foundation and community work together to build a thriving Milwaukee for all. Partnership ideas at greatermilwaukeefoundation.org.
0: There is this term called menstrual moaning, and it refers to women's negative communication about menstruation. Girls, myself included, are taught to remain silent around menstruation because there's a taboo that makes it socially unacceptable to talk about menstruation. But we get around it by venting to one another, and it can be a sacred space. I mean, you talk about that one relatable moment when you had an interaction with a man, and maybe you're trying to get your point across, and they hit you with, are you on your period? Because crazy is synonymous with a woman on her period. And hey, I say you earn the right to talk and moan all you want about period cramps, bloating, acne, how your body feels different, how you've been treated but because of all this secret negative talk, it can build more shame. The period party was a form of shame resistance, and it was the first time in my life where I talked about periods in a different way. I've asked individuals at the party how they felt about their periods, and here are some responses.
1: I worked in the city of Milwaukee for a long time on the ambulance, so I've seen a lot of people who don't know how to take care of themselves, a lot of women who are following after their moms and their aunts, and they never got the right education, and so it just is a perpetual cycle. It's like, the education that comes along with you know being a woman and you know making sure that your hygiene is right and that you're getting the right products that you need is it's it's so important it really is because periods are kind of shamed we are i think in an era where we're starting to support each other instead of being nasty to one another and you know i think With all of those growing pains that come with, you know, the nasty side of being a woman growing into one, and then, you know, that sustainability when you become a woman as a young teenager into 30s, 40s, 50s, I think that your period is just something that you kind of all have in common and doesn't really matter what kind of day anybody's having that uh, you need something for your period. You can always ask another woman for it. I've definitely been there in the bathroom like, does anyone have a tampon? Yes, (laughs) Yes, I've had people go to the ends of the earth to find me a tampon on one so it's uh it's there's like some real female camaraderie in it you know and uh i don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about
0: kristen isn't the only one that felt empowered that night nancy and rachel had their own thoughts to share i think that the men haven't been taught so i think that that should be part of the whole education too Is not just women being accepted to it but the men to help and be nice and be there for their mothers or their sisters.
2: I also do a series of illustrated period stories where people submit their true horror stories, sometimes positive too, and everything in between, and then I illustrate their story. And I've been doing that for many years, and it's been a really nice way to normalize the experience of having a period. I've read so many different things where one person told me they, basically were in a bind and they needed to use a sock as uh, something to like have protection to be able to not like bleed through their clothing because they were out and about or they were in a bind between classes. I've also had people who, who were in another country traveling on a, like a train and a bus and then they had to use money currency and they were that desperate to, and, and I feel like even though that might seem really extreme, it's, it's something I think anyone who has a period can relate to that moment of panic where you are like, I literally need to do anything right now to not just bleed out in front of people.
0: I spoke with Demetris, one of the few men in the room, and he had some sound words to add. Some men might find it gross.
3: Women don't have a choice. <laughs> women don't have a choice. I mean, it's like it's something that they have to go through. So I mean, like it's normal. Uh, it's about as simple as that.
2: Don't be ashamed about it. You're a woman. Be proud of it. Everybody goes through it. That's all. That's it. You can't be ashamed of it. It's nothing new. It's been happening since women were on this planet.
3: Just talk about it with your friends. Don't hide it. Just be proud of the things that we go through and Embrace
0: it. There was this one singular feeling that outweighed rest and I think it was feeling seen. I took some time near the uterus wall and people wrote that they bled through their pants in school and how their dad had to bring them a change of clothes. Another paper confessed, 14 months after my first child was born, I got my period again for the first time. I finally had a free night. So I got a babysitter to spend some time with my girlfriends. My period was so heavy and painful. I went to the bathroom, took my tampon out, and my period got all over my best friend's white rug. This has been my best friend for 20 plus years. I was so embarrassed to tell her. Another wrote, when I was in high school, my purse dumped over and my tampons rolled across the floor. I used OB and a boy classmate picked one up and started making fun of me and how he thought I had to insert it after that I only used ones with applicators so people would stop saying I was in the bathroom playing with myself. All these confessions were so visual and personal that I felt like they were all taking it all back. That humiliation, being mortified, the indignity, the discomfort, it all went away and it became an experience that seemed universal. There is power in that unity. You know, I think about my own experience. A lot of times when I do Uniquely wonky, I have time to self-reflect. And this one was a deeply personal one for me. I'm raised Muslim and growing up in, a, in the culture, in the community, uh, there's this idea of being pure and clean. And having a period always made me feel dirty. And during the time of Ramadan, A woman can be excused from fasting because if you're on your period, you're already dealing with a lot and it's exhausting to also not eat or drink water. And I remember just like always feeling ashamed of people knowing I'm on my period and not participating in this holy month. But then I think of my dad because although in the outside perspective in society and the culture of being a Muslim woman, but also being a woman, There was that shame, but in indoors with my dad, he never made me feel ashamed about it. I mean, till this day, he still buys sometimes my period products. The other day, he called me and he's like, "I'm in Sam's Club. Do you need some? I'm gonna go buy some in bulk." He's like, "Is it the orange one?" (laughs) I'm like, "Yes, it's the one with the orange wrapper." (laughs) We've been through this so many times, Dad. You should know. He's the he just has to double check, and. I just wish more men would were like my dad in that way because I never felt ashamed with him I never felt ashamed of feeling uncomfortable or having this thing and yeah it just really made me think about that but that kind of plays with you you know like inside your own home there's a different thing but then as a society you know there's still that conversation there's still that stigma there's still like the shush that don't really talk about this. And even to this day, like I will at work, I will put a pad in my sleeve, a tampon in my sleeve to make sure that no one knows or if I'm buying my own products. Like, I don't want anyone to see that I'm buying period products. Like I'll add more stuff in the cart and I'll try to cover it up or not make eye contact with the cashier at the register. And I come out of this party, I'm feeling all these things and I'm feeling really empowered. And yes, this is natural, but that shame is still lingering there. And I don't think it's going to go away after this story, but I think it's something that I have to work on. And it's, it's chipping away. And I think it's a great reminder that for me and also for you, if you're listening, that you shouldn't be ashamed of your period because it's natural. You're learning about your body and there is nothing shameful about your body. And because too many people lack access to sanitary menstrual supplies, period shaming creates a culture in which periods are seen as this unmentionable thing and it separates from legitimate health concerns the more we talk about it the more we have open and accepting conversations about menstruations the closer we get to affordable and accessible supplies, menstrual supplies for anyone in need if you were a little uncomfortable today while listening to this for sitting in the uncomfortable. And if you felt seen, I'm so happy that I did that because I also felt seen. This is your host, Saddam Patayyar. Thank you to Nate Amig, our executive producer. Kiri Salinas, our audio production manager. Brett Krasgowski is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lahr. Graphics and our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Begata. Our community engagement coordinator is Mallory Wallace. And Dan Reiner handles our social media accounts. And a big, big thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast 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 and tune in next week for the next episode of Uniquely Milwaukee.